0: Joined now by the former Alabama tight end and tight end for the New York Giants won the Super Bowl in 1990, a stunner over the Buffalo Bills. And we'll talk a couple of minutes about that later. But uh, I just want to welcome in the big Howard Cross. Howard, thank you so much for joining us on Sports Grid Radio.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Uh, let's get things started here. The Giants started off hot, 7-2. and two. Now uh, they're fighting for their playoffs lives, it looks like, right now, as they've lost uh, three, uh, 0-3-1 in the last four
1: games, yeah, you know they they were really healthy early in the season, but as the season wore on, the you nutrition know, started to happen to them. I think they had maybe one starter or you know uh, fifth guy that would be the fifth DB that's in the that's a starter in the secondary that's playing. I think they're missing one or two offensive guards, and the one that they paid to you know to come to the team really isn't really isn't producing. So they, they're having some issues up front and. That causes problems everywhere else
0: what do you make of the situation as far as daniel Daniel jones is he the quarterback of the future here or is it still he's done enough i mean you played with phil Phil sims so a lot of people compare him to the phil sims it took phil sims about five years to really become phil sims Uh, can we expect more from daniel jones and can the jets the giants rely on him to be the future quarterback
1: I mean, if they can get another receiver in the draft, one or one or two guys are, uh, in the draft. They can, if they can find another, you know, interior offensive lineman to help them up, and then it depends on what they do with the running back situation. If they can bring somebody in, or if they're going to sign Saquon. I mean, if, if another tight, another receiver, offensive guard, and understanding what what was happening as a compliment in his backfield. I think he could be a quarterback for a few years. I mean, he's he's definitely good enough. I don't think people, you know, realize what he's been playing with over the, over the past few years, especially in front of him. So, you know, he's had no Saquon in the last couple of years. Uh, Saquon for like three games, Saquon for like five games, and then it's just out there trying to figure out who's going to get open and make a play for him.
0: Well, you're on the sidelines during the uh, Giants radio broadcast. Uh, you're up close to, to, to what goes on. What do you see on the sidelines that we don't see in TV that makes you believe that uh, Daniel Jones is the guy?
1: I mean, you know, he definitely does. I mean, he's throwing to one receiver if you think about it. Uh, Slayton is the only guy that, that threatens and, and makes secondaries really take pause. Everybody else, uh, you, you don't really know who the guys are. You have guys coming in from, you know, practice squads from Buffalo. You have guys coming in from, you know, from the Giants practice squad. Some guys that hadn't even been in the league for a minute. And you're trying to put them together to to be the receivers for him, And, Due to, this, due to that, they have to, like, run the ball a lot more than they, they probably planned on, and Daniel's been part of the running game, too. So he can run the ball. He can throw the ball. He's operating pretty efficiently with no receivers to throw to. Uh, sometimes, and like like even this year, you know, Saquon starts out hot. You think he's going to be, like, a 1,500-yard you know, rusher. He it looks like his shoulder may be nicked up, and he's been slowing down in the last few weeks. Uh, so, you know, Daniel's doing a lot. Of uh, this on his own is you know sufficiency rate is, is really high. He doesn't really turn the ball over. I think he maybe have five turnovers this year, so he's been pretty good.
0: We saw yesterday in Jacksonville, Evan Ingram had a big game. Uh, that that was something the Giants were hoping for for a couple of years. If he'd be consistent there to have a consistent tight end, that that would have been a help, big help for Daniel Jones. And if Ingram catches a pass or two a couple of years ago, I mean, you know, the Giants make the playoffs when they finished behind uh, behind Washington.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't. That's revisionist history. If he if he did, it would it would have been great. Uh, but they, they got to tight that now. This kid Bellinger is um, pretty pretty exciting. He, he's a, a strong blocker, uh, very effective. Like in the passing game, when he catches the ball, uh, you throw it to him. He seems like he catches it. Like got glue on his hands, so from he catches all of them. He runs good routes. Uh, again, uh, you can tell how the, how the run game picked up. We fell off when he was out and picked back up when he came back. So I mean, he's a very important uh, piece of that offense. Uh,
0: in New York, you played for three different coaches, if I'm, if I'm correct. You played for Parcells, uh, Ray Hanley, uh, uh, Dan Reeves, and Jim Fossil. So four coaches, actually. Uh, yeah, four. You've seen a Marigold, a Marigold round of coaches the last few years with, with the New York Giants. What is What does Dayball bring that the, the other coaches didn't?
1: Uh, you know, he brings a, a great culture, first off. You know, he hired – he goes out and hires one one of the most smartest uh, defensive minds from in, in, in Martindale. He goes out and hires one of the smartest offensive minds from Kansas City and in, in, in and then when you start when you start doing this, you, you bring in smart people around you so that they can all deliver the same message that you want to deliver They're teaching coaching staff. They they do a great job of of getting these guys ready. And what's evident of that is like how many guys have to play in these games that weren't here two weeks ago or three weeks ago and all of a sudden they're starters. Some of them, again, free agents that weren't even drafted, show up, two weeks later, you're in the game. We need you to play. Here's your responsibilities, and that they get it right. They're not making a lot of mental errors.
0: You're part of a, an era in football when teams love to run the ball. Um, do you think it's vital that the uh, the Giants remain committed to, to Saquon here, or do you think they should, they should look in a new direction and, and save the money?
1: I mean, I don't know what he's going to demand as far as money goes. I know he wants to be a giant for life. I think if he was healthy, he would be, you know, have one of those incredible magical runs. But his his issue has been his own health. I mean, his body is it's failing him in, in certain things. Now he got his legs kind of back up under him. Now his, his shoulders been kind of in and out, and you can tell in games he'll run, take a big hit, have to go out for a few plays, and comes back. And he's you know he's been vying in his fight, but. I don't know. I mean, I I can't put money or invest money, that much money, into a guy that if he's going to be a big, big part of my offense, he can't be on the field and he's not going to be healthy.
0: In your estimation, despite the hot start that they got off to, is this season a failure if they don't make the playoffs?
1: Absolutely not. I think think the season is already a success. No one expects them to win seven games, basically eight games with a tie. Uh, If they win, miss around and win one or two more games, they'll be in the playoffs. That you know kind of defeats some of the stuff they wanted to do, you know, going forward. Because everyone thought they were going to have a good season, but they'd have an average season at best, and they'd be you know be higher in the drafts. But now they're going to be down to mid to low twenties if if they keep you know if they, like I said, they get two more wins, get in the playoffs, they'll be, be upon the the last six teams choosing.
0: Has it been hard for you as a former Giant and part of the broadcast crew the last couple of years to see this team struggle so much?
1: No, you try to take your personal feelings out of it when you're when you're watching them, and you, you need to pull for them a little as much as possible. But you know, it is what it is. I like I tell people all the time the draft class. I, I was here for 13 seasons. and I think we had two really good draft classes in 13 years. So it's not like you dra- have a great draft class every year, and you have to have the right people picking your players and understanding what you need. So I think they have a great marriage with Joe Shane and and coach and coach and he he. The two of them will be able to do even what they want to get done, which is pretty exciting. They, you know, have a great view of what's happening. Like the Tivido coming in, uh, great. Evan Neal's playing pretty good. You can tell he's going to get better as he goes. Uh, you got other kids like SWAT and <laughs> that, that you don't even know that that they drafted and brought in. All the, almost all their rookies are playing and making contributions.
0: Uh, football question college-wise. Uh, former Alabama player, they're not in the playoffs this year. Should they be in, in your estimation, instead of TCU?
1: Well, you know, if you really look at the Alabama thing, they, they're, the, they're one of the four best teams in, in the country. They definitely are. The problem is that you have to look at their you know, body of work, and their body of work has them having two close losses to Tennessee and LSU. Uh, if Tennessee and LSU would have kept playing great, you know, and stayed in the top 10, then they would put Alabama in. But I think Tennessee got blown out by South Carolina and, and LSU got blown out by Texas A&M. So all of a sudden their losses to, to those two teams don't look nearly as impressive. So they didn't have any other great wins against anyone else that was like a top 10, you know, player.
0: Howard Cross former New York giant Super Bowl winner 1990 Super Bowl 25. I'm sure that's a moment you'll never forget quickly what, when you think Super Bowl 25, what do, you, what do you think of? What comes to your mind?
1: you just think about like you know growing up uh, and being and, a you know, part of, of the country that really was like we were like no 24 hour news cycle, no anything was really going on and all of a sudden, we're in conflict in Iraq and and they're having desert storm and things are, you know, things are scary all of a sudden and you're getting ready to go to a Super Bowl and there are helicopters flying over and you have the Buffalo Bills and the New York Giants. Both teams are red, white and blue and you have Whitney Houston singing the national anthem. It was just a very surreal moment uh, for for me to be a part of uh, our country and and what was happening at that moment. You gave me chills there, Howard. Thank you so much for joining me. (laughs) No problem. I-